And now, detailing success in PNS Double Black present the Rennie Doyle Podcast, a podcast for blue-collar entrepreneurs. Hosted by the detailer of Air Force One and founder of both detailing success and the detail mafia, Rennie Doyle. Good morning. What's happening? There we go. Let's yeah. see if I can yeah. see if I can get this screen looking right. It's like the, it's like the Brady Bunch. It is. <laughs> No, don't like yeah, that. Like no, that doesn't work. Anybody still tired from uh, <laughs> from MTE? A little bit. This guy is. Yeah, we <laughs> got home last night. We got home. I got home yesterday about one, two in the morning, somewhere right there. One in the morning, so I'm still kind of out of it. Sleeping's completely off, but what a show, huh? It was good. It was I'm, still, uh, I'm still recovering, but I'm not. I feel pretty normal at this point. I just got work to do. And we got well, as normal as you can feel. <laughs> right. Yep. The MTE flu uh, went through the mafia like crazy. Uh, I got it, and uh, I don't know where I got it from. I, I went down there not feeling real great, and then this whatever this was it was completely opposite of what I had, but. Uh, Megan, what do you think of the show? You're uh oh, I've got somebody that kind of missed me. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You want to say hi? A little she, bit of a camera a, hog there. Yeah, well, she's still a little bit. She's a little perturbed because I was gone for so long. And no, you can't have a cough drop. But um, she wants. She's uh, she's a very. Uh, you can tell she's very personable and connected, and she wants all the attention. So, Megan, you've been at a lot of these shows. What do you think of it? I thought it was good. You know, um, I think the traffic was great on day one. I think Saturday morning, I feel like some people might celebrate a little bit too much on Friday night. So you get a little lull in the morning. I think in business terms, we couldn't have asked for more traffic. We couldn't ask for better quality traffic. Um, you know, for us, there's just nothing more we would have asked for on that show. It was, it was great. You know, Sheldon and his crew do a great job putting that together. It seems to run flawlessly and, uh, you know, it's just a, for us, you know, I know for you guys, it's a travel, but you know, it's a 40 minute drive. So, you know, we (laughs) love the show because it's close by. Um, and I thought the venue was great. You know, I love the Gaylord Palms hotel. So good, good show. Yeah, we thought so too. It, uh, yeah, we stayed. Uh, I got there a day early. I was supposed to do a bass tournament. Matter of fact, a fundraiser for Kevin Halewood, and just just was just coming out of being sick with one thing, and then uh, I took it down day. And thank God I did because I got this crud. I'm gonna blame Michael Hill. If Michael Hill's on here, he, he looked like he looked like a seven year old snot nosed kid. Uh, the second, I think the second day I saw him. And, and, and the next day, I, I, I looked like that same kid. And so uh, a whole bunch of us had it. But who knows where it went through. But, yeah, it was good. So, uh, Oscar, you feeling it? We, we did an event up in, in Jacksonville on Monday. We had our mafia event on Sunday. And then Oscar stayed Monday and did some more calls and then came back yesterday. So, yes. Yeah, yeah it's up, up definitely. I mean, I, I haven't seen my house since the day before I went up to Big Bear. 14 days ago so i was on the road for a while because i went up to jersey to do uh to support first choice up there 
uh, one of when he had one of his events for the weekend. And then straight from there, I went down to Orlando and worked that area for a while going into mobile tech. But yeah, honestly, I thought mobile tech was awesome. I mean, the foot traffic, we're right behind car candy there. So everyone who stopped there stopped with us. And like Friday was really, really busy. Um, I just love the whole vibe going into it. You know, it was it was good. Talked to a lot of people, made a lot of connections. You know, even though it's somewhat close to SEMA, but it's just more intimate, I think, for me at Mobile Tech than SEMA. SEMA's just too busy to have the conversations that we have at Mobile Tech. At least Absolutely. that's what I think for me. It's just, you know, I think we can get more more personal and, you know, talk a little bit more without the high traffic that we do get in SEMA. But I felt that the traffic at Mobile Tech was definitely good. I did too. You know, the education days too were just packed. I mean, it's. I spoke one morning. I looked at who was speaking. And I'm like, man, nobody's going to come to mine, you know, and all three were packed. I mean, all three at the same time were packed. So standing uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was incredible. So so, hey, uh, we're going to go through. Let's go ahead and start today's um, message. And I really wanted to get Megan on this one. The reason why is we, we've gone through it. We've witnessed so much in our careers. And, you know, delayed gratification is something, you know, people want instant gratification. And we've seen that with COVID pop off. You know, a lot of people did very well very quickly. And I think they thought that was just going to be the norm. And, you know, it just hit the multi million dollar empire uh, would be built by 2025 and life would be good. And they'll go on and they'll sell it for millions and, and live a happy life. And we're starting to see it takes a little more than that. But, um, you know, the, MTE is a good um, indicator of what's going on. There's some people hurting. There's some brand new people there that um, are just getting started that are struggling. That's, guess what? That's what the start is. It was uh, it was all there's just 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 cool people. I just love the vibe. A lot of new people. A lot of Megan, you mentioned it, quality people. And then what I took away from the the mobile tech was. For so many years, people were all, oh, there's this click, there's that click. There's no, man, you know what? It, it, find your people. People are just finding their people. They're finding who they're comfortable with. They're finding is who who's cool and who's not. Who's, who's uh, when I say they're not cool, they're main, there's some mean people out there. There's some people with a, a different um, goal set than your own. And so I found this, this year looking around, there's a lot of people that I found some good people to hang out with. And so, you know, it uh, – but before we jump into it, Megan, I want to have you dive into your career and you a little bit, kind of explain to those that uh, aren't familiar with you, most most are, but that aren't familiar with you, a little bit about yourself and how involved you've been in the in the industry over the years and and uh, all the way from the, the very beginning when I first met you, all the way up until this last week, just super, super engaged. Yeah, um, I think we're going on 25 years. I try to quit counting because it's starting to age me a little bit. But, uh, you know, I got into this back in the, I think it was 2000. Um, you know, as everybody knows, I helped build AutoGeek. I uh, did that for, you know, 20 some odd years. Um, worked with some brands, you know, over there. Uh, just kind of really got in this industry by accident. Um, but, you know, the people in this industry is probably the main reason why I've stayed. You know, we have a lot of fun. It's a good group of people. You just focus on the positive and don't worry about the rest. Um, and then, you know, a little over a year ago, I made a little switch, came over to this cute little place over here, Car Candy in Lakeland, Florida, and um, I'm having a blast. I'm building again. 
you know, brick by brick. We're um, trying to build our little empire over here and take a, you know, take the industry and, you know, do what we can, give back, uh, put out some great products and have fun doing it. It's not too hard. People pay you for this. That's what's exciting about that. <laughs> right. Well, you're meganizing it for sure. We've already seen that. Just your presence last year and then this year I could I could definitely see a difference. And you guys are just all great people and it's always great to be you know around you, but now with your team of getting to know them is that you know we we are talking to people at Mobile Tech and I I tell people all the time there's people that are glue and there's people that are wedge and you're definitely glue. You bring people together. And I think that's what, um, I think that's what this industry needs more and more as we grow. And we'll talk about that a little bit today. So I'm going to start out. There's a lot of notes in here. You guys got to see them a little bit. Then of course, Oscar and Chris uh, are regulars, but we'll jump in here and let's talk about delayed gratification, what it refers to and the ability to really <clears throat> resist being tempted, you know, uh, to, to move, you know, move ahead. Um, a lot of people want to achieve greater and greater. And, and again, I love this. I, I recently on a quote person and Dolly Parton said it is that, you know, everybody wants the rainbow, but nobody wants to experience the rain. And I just think that's so true. And we've really seen that in recent years uh, with the addition of um, on, online influencers and, and people out there that are doing a fantastic job within the industry but not everybody's built for that. And um, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's skill, sometimes it's a plan. Uh, but a lot of times we see people trying to get this instant gratification to become, you know, something and they're just not quite ready for it. Is I really think that, and I'd love to get your guys' feedback, is with all of our varied experiences, <coughs> I'll re read this back to one of my passions is with search and rescue is that you can't do your rookie year what I did year 10 or 12, is that I just didn't have the capability, the knowledge, the know-how, uh, the tribal input, uh, the tribal knowledge, or the self-knowledge. And so a lot of times people are trying to force their way in. In that, in, that, in that arena, if I were to force my way into a rescue situation that I don't know anything about, people die. I die possibly. And so um, businesses, when you're looking at businesses, we've seen it just in local times, you know, and I, I remember when COVID hit and I had a call from a well, well-respected detailer. And it turns out that this guy that had really, you know, been, been a, and still is an idol in the industry, wasn't financially secure at all. I mean, not even close. Matter of fact, was financially weak. And um, I kind of called him out on it and, um, you know, the, the person really, I'm really proud of them because they've stepped it up and they've become what they said they were the whole time. It just took a little bit of a shakeup and thank God they had the stability in, in, uh, in, in the stability and, and, and the power within them to go out and make those changes because they're well into their career and it could have been, it would have been really easy just to, uh, to fold it and disappear. And they didn't. And so I, I think we see that a lot of times in the industry is people put up this, portrait that's not really a true portrait and that's okay to to take and not tell customers you're slow i wouldn't you know what you project is so important eric was here with us a couple weeks ago and he mentioned that uh to our students he's one of the interns that was working with us eric ruthledge and he's out of wisconsin and he's got a great business he's a young entrepreneur and he, he said that what you project out you got to be careful with you don't want to seem 
you know, you want to go up here, but you also don't want to go down here. And so that projection is so uh, important. Uh, the majority of us just want to make a great life for ourselves. That's all we want. We just we just want to take and 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 make a life for ourselves and love the people around us. Yet all too often we create these messes due to comparing ourselves to, to not just other people in the industry, but our customers is that we want the bling now. We think that we've got to have the toys and everything else. And then we start maybe getting into a, a position to where we start looking at the houses of the people that we work for. You got to remember, man, you may or may not be in the same category age wise, experience wise, education wise. And so the, the biggest thing I see going on is people will take and compare themselves to others. And man, that's a quick that's a quick race to the bottom. Don't get stuck in that pit. Um, you know, Megan, over the years, we've seen so many people, so many great people that had so much great potential. And they just a they they, they tried to go too fast, get it all at one time and uh they they lost hold of it and so what would what would you like to add to 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 that to those items megan i, I think you know i have a saying and probably people get tired of hearing it but it's the way i do business and i think it's you know it's even a good theory even in just how you handle your finances but i always say i'm just building it one brick at a time mm. i'm not trying to build a whole house in a day I'm not trying to build this company in a day. I'm not trying to come in and, you know, change car candy in a day. But solid things happen when you do it one step at a time. You can't skip over. You can't cheat the system. You know, unfortunately, and some people just don't want to hear this, but it's hard work. It's, you know, are you willing to come in at 7 a.m. and get in before everybody else so you can get some quiet time and actually get some stuff done, you know? Are you willing to stay, you know, later, you know, that things don't happen to those that sit back and, you know, expect from others. And I think a lot of people just, you know, they think others should help them out. And I'm always willing to help out anybody, you know, I'll give back to this industry all day long, as long as you're walking alongside me while I'm trying to help you. And I think that just applies to, anywhere in life, you know, with me and you, I think we've had this conversation before, you know, detailers can be amazing detailers, but if you don't get that business sense, you don't get a few other, you know, <laughs> things in the marketing and how do you run your finances down pat, you can be a great detailer, but you're not going to be in business a long time. And it's the same thing in the car care industry. You know, we can have a great brand over here, but I can sit back and expect it to sell itself and, you know, not represent it and, you know, not stand behind it. And it's just not going to go anywhere. So you got to put forth effort. I don't care how you slice that up. You know, the other thing is I think how you conduct yourself once you do reach um, a degree of success, whether you're a detailer or you're trying to be a, a brand, you know, yourself within the industry, I see people all the time, um, you know, and, and, and I'm not, Megan and I aren't going to sit here and brag to you, but there was when, when I started out and when I started getting invited to events, there was no such thing as an influencer. We didn't even know what that was. I was just somebody in the industry that had built a successful company and turned it around and was helping other people do the same thing. And I started approaching things differently. My, my take was different. Megan, when she was down at AutoGeek, they recognized it and brought me in. But it wasn't just how I conducted myself before that attracted them. It's how you conduct yourself during and after. And a lot of people will hit this level of success, whether you're a shop owner or again, a brand, and, and they, they misuse it. 
And I love, you know, Chris kept coming out of the corporate world, uh, you know, Oscar coming out of the military world. We've seen it in all these segments. It's really common as people do get to it. We see it with celebrities and sports stars all the time. They're giving these millions of dollars and they didn't know what to do with it. You know, it's, I love movies and the Joker, you know, and Batman. He says, you know, I'm like a dog chasing a car. If I caught it, what do I do then? You know? And so you've got to know what to do then when you catch the, when you finally bite the tire of the car you're chasing, you got to know how to act. You know how to, how to act. Also, you're going to put yourself at a table that's different. You're sitting at a different table. When you succeed locally and you're starting to bring higher and higher uh, um, income clients in, you're sitting at a different table. And so you got to start, um, and I'll share this. This is embarrassing. You guys are going to die. Chris has heard this before. Oscar, I think you have it. Megan, I'm, I'm a young guy. I went into a partnership on a business up in Sun Valley, Idaho. And um, I, I put, I just sold um, an auto-related company. And I decided to bury some money. This is before I met Diane. Bury some money in this company. Well, I'm in this car and all every guy in there is my age now. They're all in their 50s and 60s. Successful guys. And they start uh, talking about what Buffett had just said and how he always nails it and uh, how important he is. And me being a young, stupid guy in my 20s goes, yeah, man, I can't wait to see him at concert. I didn't have a position. They weren't talking about Jimmy Buffett. They're talking about Warren Buffett. And I had no clue. And I, I'm, thank God these guys thought I was a cute kid coming up. But how foolish of me to open my mouth when I was at that table and get it wrong. But here it is 30 something years later and I'm still talking about it. So, you know, Chris, going back to the corporate, you see these, you know, management people, especially when they, maybe they're, they're pushed into a position, they learn management, that they don't know how they get there too soon or they're not totally educated. How does that affect a business? Well, the, um, <clears throat> On the not totally educated part, and education comes in a lot of ways, right? It could be formal mm -hmm. school, but it could just be life experience, right? But, you know, these guys that jump into stuff um, before they've had those experiences, they make a lot more mistakes, you know? They're, they end up learning the hard way. But you you definitely see, um, I don't know how to put it, maybe a little bit of a selfishness in their ambition to get to the top too quick. You know, they'll... The, the shortcuts they take can be damaging to others at the same time. So a lot of people burn a lot of bridges and it's not yeah. just in corporate America. It's also in our industry. We see it all the time. And then Oscar and I talk about get a little input from him all the time is, you know, leadership in the military. It, it really is interesting when you're on my side of the, the house and you've got people that are part-time, you know, part-time soldiering. And, um, you know, we say this all the time is they might be an attorney. They might be a doctor, but they have very, very little military or leadership experience or search and rescue, whatever the task is, infantry, whatever they're assigned to as a weekend warrior. But yet, because in their civilian life, there's something they want to bring that professionalism to it and overrule everybody. And you got to earn that, man. I mean, you're not you walked in with that attitude. Right. I, I mean, it, it's Oscar. They're going to they're going to eat you alive. But yet that happens with leaderships in the military all the time. Yeah, you know, leadership, the military is a little bit hard. Active duty, um, you know, as a drill instructor back in 05 through 08, you know, 
our boot camp in Marine Corps is we, we broke everybody down. And I don't mean that physically is, you know, we, we said the first two weeks is we break all your bad habits and then we start rebuilding you up with the core values and that structure and the foundation of the Marine Corps. So I didn't really see that a lot in active duty Marine Corps, but when I started getting stationed with reserves is where I started seeing that where we did have Marines that would come in one week in a month, two weeks a year that were lawyers, police officer, law enforcement, and they didn't know how to play the rank structure um, in the Marine Corps. They wanted to bring that in. And, and I got, that's where I, where I got to see that a lot, you know, as far as the leadership aspect of someone coming in and trying to call shots, that's not really their environment. Now tying that into the detail industry, you know, I see it a lot, a bunch of, you know, detailers coming in and they want to go all the way to the top influencers and all that stuff. And it's just like, you know, like we said on Sunday when we had all our brand reps at our education days, you know, if something comes to you and it lands on your lap, then you take it, you know, but don't go after, you know, trying to step on people's toes and burn bridges, trying to get it. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, you know, and, and I've, Randy, I've sold you this that I've tried to bring in from the military side is there's a lot of great detailers out there. The technical side is good, but the business is not, the ethics is not, the core values is not. And I've always said, we need to be making well-rounded detailers. We want the, the detailer that's good in the technical side, that can run a shop, that can run employees, that can run, you know, their community and go out there and show something. And they're just a well-rounded person overall, well, well-rounded business owner overall, um, I think is where we will be heading to next. I mean, I, I think that's that's where everyone is trying to go with all these different trainings that I'm seeing. I'm starting to see more people push away from the technical side and actually start teaching business, start teaching ethics. Oh, yeah. on it, so. that's, you know, we, we went back, we, we're, we've been there from day one. We knew that was the hard, that was the stumbling block. So it's really, it is good to see people uh, doing it, you know, and, 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 and trying to educate. Now, Megan, you and I are gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna take, as long as we've been in this, is um, you know delayed uh, delayed instant gratification you know so so popular right now, but there's a positive there's a positive outcome in a lot of different places in life when you just go the natural flow. Um, you know your your academic side within the business you're going to have enough time to start really learning through you know hands on experiences and then education like we we just went through our training here all these different opportunities your your local junior college taking college classes all these different things when you it's going to allow you time to build up your foundation uh, your general success your health is going to be better uh influenced when you have that delayed gratif uh, uh, gratification your financial stability uh you're going to have stronger interpersonal uh relationships with your with your spouses with your your family your kids your co-workers your staff all of that how much of that have you seen in, in, in your career, Megan, up to this point? <laughs> I, you know, for me, I think uh, I, I've seen, uh, you know, I've been at different phases, I think, in the in my career. Some I've been a little bit more, you know, in touch with the detailer side and, and sometimes more on the business side. But for me, you know, when I think of like, instant gratification to me if it's too easy or it comes too easy and it's just not it's not it's not good it's not going to stick you know so when we you know when we talk about that instant gratification it, to me instant gratification i love that in terms of 
when I say incident, like, you know, you've worked so hard, you know, just like, you know, you've built a great training center and like someday you just walk in and you're like, Oh my goodness, this finally it's clicking. It's working. Mm. You know, to me, <laughs> I, that's the closest I consider instant, you know, this year's been, um, I won't say challenging because I enjoy this part of the business, but you know, building and starting with a fresh company, you've got a fresh crew of people. There's, you know, fresh personalities. You're having to learn, you know, everybody individually and you have to take things, you know, one step at a time. You know, you don't want to come in and be like the bully and be like, all right, we need to do this. We need to do that. So, you know, it's just one step at a time. It's, you know, I think, you know, I try not to ever think all my thoughts are good. <laughs> my thoughts are good when I share them with other people and we collaborate and come up with a thought um, because as a team, you're obviously going to get a better one. So it's just easier, I think, if you can kind of take things one step at a time and be grateful for those, you know, small things that, you know, you can have, you know, I call them wins. You know, we're all looking for wins. You know, we don't do this to fail, but, you know, we also have to fail to learn. So for me, it's just it's small wins, you know, and it's just kind of keep pushing forward. I dig it. You know, there's long-term goals and there's short-term impulses. Uh, you know, I, I, I and, and I've played on both sides. I've, I've taken in, and I'm kind of a long-term goal kind of person, uh, but there's definitely, I'm impulsive too. And, you know, having that combination, actually, I think it's helped me, um, but you have to learn how to take and manage uh, those, those impulses, and you gotta learn to risk assessment. What can this do? And if it goes bad, can I get out of it? And a lot of people don't look at it that way. Uh, delayed gratification can really be challenging. I mean, it can really, it, it, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to take and it goes against the grain uh, on anything that's instinctual inside of us is that we want to, we want to go, we want to experience that. We want that right now. But I'll tell you is that having the strategies to put into place where there's going to be greater payoff by the depth that you create so clear goals creating a plan on how you're going to get there uh, mindfulness and awareness there is so little awareness in this world right now mindfulness awareness i probably should have added in there politeness is please and thank you so many people it's just i guess maybe growing up old school from you know a blue collar family and a grandma that was old world is, you know, and a mom and, you know, raised by two women, my mom and my grandma, I just, I had to have mindfulness. I had to be aware in the house because there could be tension to women living in the house that are adults. It wasn't a great situation. And then politeness. If I wasn't polite, I had the poop kicked out of me. And I saw this was really, I think mobile tech, so many people were paying it forward. I saw so many people that were showing respect to people that had influenced their careers. I'd never seen it at that level. And you know what was cool? It was a lot of young people. I had so many young people come up and I was so motivated by their kindness, by their awareness, by, by their, their mindfulness and, and realizing uh, I had one, one young man sit there and his eyes lit up when he talked about how his dad had been really tough on him, but his dad had helped him build the business he's in now. 
And you didn't hear that a couple of years ago. So whatever we're all doing, I think the message is getting out there. And we had a really good, you know, work work group there uh, this week. But it's seeking support from others. That show and all the education was incredible. I, I only wish that we could somehow split that education day up in twos and repeat it the next day again. So everybody would have the chance to go to all the classes um, because that that uh, there's classes I wanted to go to. I just couldn't get to. Uh, and then this is something that I've always done is I, I, I take and use a periodic um, win. When I have a win, when I get to that financial, usually it's tied to a financial marker, is that I'll treat myself to something. I'll reward myself with something, either time off or a gift. A lot of times it's something for the, for the, uh, uh, for the shop, uh, to better the shop. But all those things, it, it makes you feel good. And so... Megan, as you're taking and coming through, uh, and this is going to be a fun question because I'm going to ask all, all, all of us this. As you've worked the businesses and built, you know, <laughs> some of the biggest brands on the uh, in the industry has been um, with you as a, a major part of the leadership team that's done that. And you're doing it again right now. How important was planning? Hmm. Um. Planning has a, a lot to do with it. You know, I, I like a five-year plan. Um, you know, we've sat and Ashley, the owner here, and we've discussed that we need to get one on paper. Um, I like a five-year plan, but I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I feel like in this industry, my big wins have not come from my plans always. It's been networking, relationships, um, and sometimes I'll be honest with you, it's being at the right place at the right time. Sometimes Absolutely. you get lucky and I'll take those, I'll take those wins because, you know, yep. it makes, uh, you know, the, the hard work and all that, you know, it, it's kind of like you say, a reward. I, I take that as a reward. If I go to, you know, a show like mobile tech and a great opportunity comes straight to me and they're like, hi, I'm here. And this is, you know, you have to take those and be thankful for them. Um, but also know that the reason why those people did walk up to you and present that is because they know you've put in the time, you've put in the effort, you've built something and they want to align with you. And so, you know, th those things are important to me. But I always like to have a, a plan on paper. I, listen, I, I have a plan. I plan my life. <laughs> you know, there's all goals we want. You know, I want I want some property. I want some cows. Like I, I have a long term goal. <laughs> but, you know, you I go. think you also have to be OK and, you know, give yourself a little grace when maybe that plan doesn't work out because we all know, you know, you can plan it as much as you want to. But it's how you I always say punt and pass when the change comes like you, you just got to make that quick decision. Um, but, you know. I, I would say planning's fabulous, but be be prepared to be flexible because life is uh, life's not a plan. I dig it. I can't oh, wait to hear the answer know, to this one. Go ahead, go I ahead, mean, Chris. You, you certainly got to be flexible, but I've witnessed in in both past industries and this industries the the power of planning. Right? I mean, you know, I, I've seen I've seen people come in to help with planning and to make a company focus on planning or, or encourage them to focus on planning and then see it transform their business around them. I've seen other companies that refused to plan and uh, it just 
I mean, they, they just keep taking two steps forward, one step back, you know, it's, it's baby steps instead of, instead of making good real progress, you know? So, um, it's certainly massively important. Good input. And then Oscar backwards planning. How did you know I was going to say that? I'm a, I, was I just had a feeling it was coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I, when I hear people say, you know, the five-year plan, three-year, two-year, one-year, I, I, I always take the backwards planner. What's my end state? Where do I want to be? And what steps do I got to take it? And then I, sorry for speaking with my hands, but then I got to get it all on paper. And then I got to go and, and mind map it of what's it going to take. And then every action on that mind map has planning to it. And it just all comes together. But I start with the end state, you know, and, you know, this weekend I'm going to get up to Big Bear. What's it going to take for me to get a big bear? I got to take the snow into effect. I got to take all these different things, obstacles to get up to big bear. And then again, what's going to happen up there? So the short-term goals for me is where it's at. Um, and it all turns into, you know, the big planning, the five-year, the three-year, the one-year um, that I put out there. But backwards planning is it's just something that I learned in the military. And I've always used it. And it just kind of, it works for me. You know, I've talked to a lot of detailers about it. It's kind of hard to for other people to understand it if they don't do it. But I always start with the end state. What is the end state? Where do I need to be? You know, and, and how I use it now in the business um, with running the Detail Mafia and in Buff and Shine, there's always backwards plans. There's always three plans in my in my head every day, every week. And I like to write things down. I'm a checklist type of guy. As I'm going, I check things off. So it's definitely helped me um, again in all three positions in the business with the, uh, with the detail mafia and buff and shine is how I pretty much do my, my backwards planning. It's uh, it, it works. It's simple to me cause I've done it for so long. But again, when I met Rennie and he started teaching me the, you know, the mind mapping, I started writing it out as a mind map instead of a list. Um, and it just kind of works for me in that it's organized chaos. When people see it on the paper, <laughs> so it looks like it's wow. organized chaos. Yeah, my mapping changed my life. I mean, I, you know, my my plans are, you know, I do, I just did one. It's out on the board right now. I'm putting it to paper in a, in a plan, but um, y'all hit it. Is that you know we have, we have a saying in the Marine Corps. I'm sure it was the same exact way. Oscar is that search and rescue, both civilian. I brought it into the Cal Guard with me. Is the first thing on a SAR mission to go wrong is the plan. Is is because nothing goes right. Either the helicopters aren't there, uh, they can fly us in, but they can't fly us out. I mean, it just there's a hundred, there's a thousand different things that could. I remember we got inserted one time. They said because of weather, it's a three day commitment. You find this person, you got to keep them alive. They inserted us and and uh, couldn't come back in. Weather's coming. An hour later, they let us know we found the person. You guys just hunker down, stay where you're at. We'll pick you up when we can. Man, that pisses you off. Cause now you're up, now you're out there for no reason and you're freezing your ass off. I was literally in a tube of snow and ice because when they dropped us off, we all sank. We had to crawl, crawl our way out like 200 meters. And it took us all day because the snow was so deep. And, and now the person's in a nice warm cabin somewhere warming up and we're going to freeze our booties off for the next four days. Um, and so the plan goes bad. You got it. You got to simper gumby. You got to be flexible. So fame and riches, let me, let me tell you, Megan, I'll give you an example. She has done so much for so many careers, mine included, mine big time included. She's been a big believer. I did see her when we first came around. She wants to 
observe. My, my observation of Megan is she observes. She keeps her eyes wide open. She's constantly scanning the horizon. She's constantly looking at things. But she has given, even though she's given so many of us so much opportunity in the industry, is she is constantly building you up. She's always saying nice things about you and others constantly. That comes down into fame and riches. She's a powerful woman in this industry is that she's gotten way ahead, but she's done it with the right intent and with the right processes and with always paying it forward and always coming back to the foundation of who helped her get there and being thankful is this, this last weekend, Bob Eichelberg and I were sitting down. He's been a huge part of my career and moved me ahead. And uh, Bob Phillips, too. And I, I spoke in front of the mafia about Bob, and I spoke one-on-one -on -one with, uh, with Bob Eichelberg. And Bob Eichelberg's a cool dude. He doesn't tear up too often, and there's tears in his eyes. And I just wanted to make sure at Mobile Tech that he knew how important his life and his assistance that he gave me was really really deeply appreciated not enough people know that i see people going out there there's people right now in this industry and they've got such great opportunities and they're just shitting all over it because of their actions and maybe other people don't see it but i see it because i didn't play that way and to me is going about fame is they're, they're doing it for the wrong intent and so megan i, I kind of threw you in there so you got a response to that one yeah, I mean, I, what you're saying, like even by Eichelberg, there, there's so many people in this industry and, you know, I appreciate you say I'm one of them, but I feel like I've been given, you know, a, a lot of assistance and help, you know, moving up this ladder and, you know, trying to, you know, achieve, you know, successful business in this industry. But I think what's most important is, is, you know, when you get to a certain level, you've got to turn around and look back. You got to make sure you were pulling people up with you. If you're not, you need to focus on that. You know, it's a, a great example is the IDA awards. There's two detailers there that I've never met. One won the, um, oh goodness. I don't know if she won the detail shop of the year. And then the other one won a Marine, uh, you know, boat detail of the year. And, both of them I've never met. Um, I made a point to walk over to both of them, congratulate them. And you forget kind of when you get at a decent place in this industry, the impact that has. And I think you, we all need to be humble. Remember that. Um, I know the young lady turned around and she kind of looked surprised that I even came over and said anything, but you know, to me, it's a, if there's anything that you can do to help another person, feel like they're on the right path or doing well, we need to do it because we got where we're at because of everybody did that to us at some point. Um, and even, you know, Cody, the, when he won his award, you know, I made sure afterwards he come by the booth and I asked him to get a picture with him. And I think he kind of looked surprised. <laughs> we had never met, but I thought, how great. Here's this young kid that has obviously busted his butt you know, in this industry, it's not always easy. Everybody's, you know, they forget that we're trying to, you know, <laughs> collaborate at the top and compete at the bottom. So, you know, when you get somebody like that, especially these younger kids, to me, I feel it's important. It's not important. It is our duty to stop and take a moment, recognize them, 
give them your business card, tell them you're there. If they ever need anything, you support them, you, you know, applaud their, you know, wins. And, you know, that's just something we need to do. You know, we didn't, you know, it's been years in the making to get where we're at. So you can't forget where you came from. Yeah, I'd agree. Jim Gogan and I are talking, you know, another, just a, a great, you know, I call him the silent giant of the industry is we were talking a couple of years ago and, um, he said, he goes, you know, it just went so fast. And I said, it did. I said, you look back, we're almost 20 years just into our, us all coming together at mobile tech. And he goes, Rennie, we, we say it happened fast, but listen to what we just said. That was two decades. It's taken us two decades just to, to help the industry shift. We both had two decades into it before then. It's taken a career. It's taken a lifetime uh, to see these changes happen. And so that's great input. So let's talk about, you know, again, delayed, delayed gratification, the good. Okay. Be where your industry is, you know, be where your industry is, is that you're going to learn so much on your shop, on your mobile business, different profit points. But I'm telling you these shows, the education side, the networking side, as you've heard that several times already today is absolutely at ground zero for everything that's going to happen in, in your future. Um, pursuing and creating service that can lead to new opportunities i mean there's there there's a couple products in in at the show that i never heard of that's gonna it, it could change the way we detail not a lot but just enough to where it's more profitable um networking building up relationships developing new skills setting up uh, for new experiences being being proactive uh in in identifying pursuing potential opportunities all these things are the good the good side of it. But, um, you know, forcing opportunities, we're going to talk about this on two ways, is that individuals can increase their chances of success and open up new possibilities greatly by taking in and, and looking at opportunities and then going after them aggressively. But on the bad side of things, so many people invite themselves to a table that they're not ready to sit at. And they get upset when the people sitting at that table aren't necessarily talking to them. It's not that we're not talking to you. It's not that you're not getting talked to. It's not that I'm not getting communicating with. You don't understand the language going on and they've picked up on it. And so that's why it's so important for you to, to, to that timings, everything. Megan said it earlier. How many times have I just been in the right spot at the right time? And there is luck or blessings involved in it, depending on how you want to look at it. Many, many times, many, many times. I can't tell you how many times, but I was there. I was at that event. I was doing something. It wasn't 100% luck. Is I took a chance and was there. Maybe it could have been I just struck up a conversation with somebody or they struck it up with me and I was polite. That could have been as, as, as simple as it is, but I was there um, at the cost of others. So many people today you know, we'll take in, we see this in local detailers, especially here in Southern California, especially in Las Vegas. Those markets are really challenged where it's just dog eat dog. I just don't play that way. You know, I don't like that kind of business. I don't need, I don't need it in my life. Uh, it's just not me. And uh, I, I just think it's bad. Uh, forgetting how you got there, you know, is that as, as you get, you don't have to arrive. All you have to do is arrive at the, the, the right rung, you know, all you have to do is be one step above on the ladder to look back and tell the people around you, thank you. 
I mean, it's your customers for giving you money that just paid your mortgage. Um, thank you. Just thank you. Be it be a bright day in their day because they, they've helped you even a little bit, even a little bit of help deserves a thank you. And so, you know, delayed gratification, it's a valuable skill. Um, it's tough. I mean, I, it's the pressures, especially today is when all of us came up, um, you know, we didn't have the World Wide web and, and we didn't have the Kardashians and we didn't have, you know, we had rock stars, and we had people that we knew were doing well, but we didn't have everyday posers going out there and telling us lies about their lives. But we bought into the lies and, and it, it created a little bit of jealousy and drive and envy to where we're trying to get self gratification. We just didn't have it at the level it does now. And so let's go and recap. Great rewards in the future by resisting that immediate temptation, that medium now, right now, I want it now, and focusing on, on, on kind of the bigger picture, focusing on people, focusing on enhancing your, your life and enhancing self-control, going after your aspirations, your dreams, owning cows. You know, mine was Diane loves horses, and I've become a, a big part of her horse world with our horses. Ironically, it was weird because I, I bought my horse first. I connected with my horse first. We joined those two worlds, and it was something that Diane has always talked about our entire marriage. It was a big part of her life, and uh, it's become such a joy to both of us. And so it was delayed, though. Um, and so delayed gratification is is something is while it's a chore and while it's not easy, and a lot of us don't want that, that, that delayed uh, gift, the, the taste, the fine taste, the gratification of having it, uh, maybe a flexing and being able to show what you are, is that when you're able to take and delay it a little bit, it's going to have big rewards. So let's close it out with each one of you and just kind of give your closing remarks. And what do you think? Am I going? You go first, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have. A, I don't have a lot to say. You know. Um, I mean. Delayed gratification is a challenge for all of us, right? I mean, we all just, uh, you know, want what we want, you know, today and not tomorrow. But, um, but I do think, uh, I do think that the pursuit of being able to, um, how do I put this? The pursuit of of working on that and trying to uh, successfully manage your gratification and and delay it when it's important uh is a good goal and i think it'll help trickle down to other things as well you know it'll you'll find uh you'll find ways to manage the rest of your life better too so that's all i really got yeah chris uh, i'll follow up next on that i mean i believe controlling self-control having self-control of your feelings and your actions will help with delayed gratification um I told someone over the weekend, you know, no one handed anyone a magic wand and instantly you were at the top. Everyone in that industry, that building at mobile tech from PDR to detailing that you saw working boots that you saw making videos, every single one of those individuals, it took time to get there. It took time to get to a position where, you know, someone gave you an opportunity and it's hard work and dedication. So it's, uh, I take it back to self-control, controlling myself, controlling my emotions, controlling my actions, and just work. You know, work hard, play hard. And um, I think with all that, 
eventually it's going to come. You know, hard work pays off. Megan, so before what you got to say before we before going to Megan, what about controlling your fingers as they type messages on social media? What about, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything about, about that. But, you know. What about what about controlling your mouth? I've got a saying because I can do this real quick. Is again, I say this all the time because it becomes such an important. And I just learned this last year, this saying. And I, I wish I could give credit to where I learned it from. It's on a podcast, and I can't remember which one. But does it need to be said? Does it need to be said right now? And do I need to be the one to say it? And if I don't get at least two out of those three, preferably three out of three, I don't say it. And you know, somebody, Jimmy, our buddy Jimmy Buffett up in Northern California said this last we we're up in monterey and he goes rennie you're unusually quiet right now and i was going out of you know i'd had my accident uh, i was coming out of a kind of a, a weird it was just a it was a weird era i'll call it of my career first time i'd ever gone through anything like that we were attacked on all sides you know um it was it, i knew how france felt you know for a couple of years all of us a lot of us on this phone call uh, can relate to that um and i learned to be quiet and uh i got my voice back but i'm still um boy i don't say it unless i feel like it really needs to be said i don't need to say it is there's other actions that can uh that can take care of it so megan we're going to come to you and we're going to roll us to the end but by, by <laughs> the way real real quick apparently that was said by a comedian named craig ferguson mm. so there you go yeah wow well, i never heard of him but <laughs> i didn't either but but what's his what's his craig is that his that's his name? Craig, yeah, Craig Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson, thank you, because I live by your, your words. Yeah, I think for me, you know, what's important is, is it's a journey. It's a journey to get to the top of a successful business or to your career. Um, and I think we need to understand you need to enjoy that time because, mm. you know, it's not a race to the top. You know, if you're doing it right, if you have integrity, if you're being kind to others, if you're helping others, you're going to have a good time and you won't even notice it's going by. And then next thing you know, you turn around and you're old like me and you, Rennie. <laughs> but, right. but we're here. We're here. We're, hey, so, you, know, you know, I like being here. I like my age. I paid for all this. Um, yep. <laughs> And, you know, somebody just this, Megan, you just nailed it. Somebody just this weekend asked me, they compared me to somebody else in the industry, somebody I really admire what they've done in the industry. And they said, have you ever thought about going that direction? I said, no. I said, I mean, no, not at all. They go, why not? And I said, because I, I just, I didn't have the same life experiences early in life. I haven't had the same life experience then. And I got a different audience. I'm me. He's him. And he's happy. I'm happy. He could never be me. I could never be him. And he doesn't want to be me and I don't want to be him. And that's powerful to know. You're not, I'm not, I don't, I've never once this person, I'm not going to throw his name out there, but he's done very well. I don't, I don't, I'm not jealous of him. I'm very happy for him. Um, and that's it. I just, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. There's nothing wrong with being that. Is there Megan? Nope. You're in charge of your own destiny and your own thoughts and uh make it happen make it happen well it's always great having you on all of you this is fun i think uh i'm gonna take a low day i'm still fighting this crud and, hey uh, uh hey rennie be, be, before you close it out did you want to talk a little bit about kevin howard oh we should have started with that huh um 
for those that didn't vegan, you know what you had, tell us your story on, on Kevin. We, you know, unfortunately lost <laughs> Kevin last at the conclusion of mobile tech weekend, but um, you know, the founder of mobile tech, if I understand it correctly, I've known Kevin for almost 20 years, but Megan, go into to Kevin a little bit because I think you had a lot more one-on-one -on -one time with him than I did. Yeah, uh, you know, Kevin's been, I would say, just, you know, one of those guys that have been there always in a career. It's, you know, whether I've done business with him, you know, with mobile tech or, you know, putting in ads and supporting, you know, his publications, you know, his wife, you know, Karen, I know her, I know their daughter, Kara and Rowan, the grandson, you know, um, me and Kevin kind of started off on a strange situation. I got a call from him one time and said, Hey, it appears, you know, you're, you're, you're the person in car detailing and I've got this show that's kind of PDR and I'd like to get more detailing in there. And I heard I needed you. And I said, well, you know, we don't really do shows like that. And he's like, well, I, I really could use you. He said, it's in Clearwater and uh, hosts hotels on the ocean. I said, I'm in. And, and that's kind of how that went. I was like, I, I love Clearwater. My parents used to own a hotel there. Um, uh, Clearwater, yeah, I'll do a show with you. And that just is how our relationship started. And then, you know, we just had an amazing friendship, you know, ever since. And I don't even know how long ago that was, you know, maybe 15 years ago. Um, but he's got a heart of gold and, you know, just always, you know, whenever Kevin called for anything, I, I, I don't think I would have ever said no to him. Um, he, he just, he was just always had a smile. He was always happy. Um, I loved that whenever you saw Kevin, his wife was with him, his daughter was with him. And then when his grandson was born, his grandson was with him. You know, you would see him, his grandson riding on the back of his scooter at mobile tech. So, you know, Kevin, I think if you looked at him anywhere he went, surrounded by his family, even if you didn't know him, you knew what kind of person Kevin was. And uh, I think his legacy will live on forever. I think his family uh, definitely has a huge void, you know, because he was such, he was larger than life. Um, but uh, I absolutely, you know, adore him, adore the family. And uh, I do know they have a GoFundMe set up right now. And his funeral is this Saturday. So if anybody wants to go on his page, they can take a look at that. He's a special guy. Uh, you know, he was the lightning rod that launched, in my opinion, uh, modern day detailing for us without even knowing it. And there's so many years to where the show struggled. And I would skip a year, maybe two years. I never skip more than that. In the early days, 08 was kind of a tough period. They moved it to Corpus Christi, Texas one year. That didn't go too well. And But he'd always call me and say, Rennie, I really need you to come out. And I think it would be great. And I'd love you to do this. And I just always felt indebted to him. And um, I don't know, several years ago is that we just felt it changing and um, for the better. And uh, Kevin stuck it out. It wasn't instant gratification. Uh, he'd done real well at the PDR guys, but you know the detailing also helped really grow that that show into the show that we just experienced a week ago. And uh, like you, he's going to be missed. It was strange not seeing him there this year. Lovely family, um, you know. It um, it's not often you see a man that is so openly attentive to his love for his wife um, and his loved ones, and that was Kevin. So. 
Uh, God bless to the whole entire family. And Kevin, we're going to miss you, buddy. So with that, um, Oscar, go to bed. <laughs> I, I'm already working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chris. Do, right, Megan? <laughs> right. Chris, we'll uh, talk to you, I'm sure, a little later in the afternoon. Got a couple things to go over for you this weekend. Uh, and, again, thanks for all the support. If you've gotten something out of this, you know, go over, send, send Megan a nice little thank you. I'm sure she'd love to hear that. And uh, or the next time you see her at a show, uh, just oh, you know, had, hey, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of. I just gonna say we had a lot of great comments on this one, so uh, you know, people people were enjoying it. Yeah, it's uh, oh, I like that. Does comfort make you content? I, you know, I I add I've always added. I think a little discomfort is good. I how, very great question. I've always believed in going out and how I get my discomfort is on the mountain. So I would go out, I've got this bougie freaking overland rig now, but I go out and I, I used to go out and just bivouac real raw. We'd go out and I do a winter trip every single year. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try to get a few of us to do the uh, a four or five day trip from Wrightwood to Big Bear Lake, California on the Pacific Crest Trail uh, this late, late spring, early summer. I think that putting yourself, it doesn't have to be in business or financial, but I think that realizing that you can survive hardships and things that aren't easy, I think that's important at every stage in your life. Every stage. So, well, me and you, uh, thank you so much for coming on. I know you're a busy girl and we sure appreciate car candy and everything. You guys, you're already, they're great people. I love being around them, having you as part of that team. Uh, has even made it even better. Um, and you make everything better. Every time you're around something, you make it better. It's, uh, I try. You know, my, uh, my wife uh, said to say hello. She's sorry she's, she's listening now, but she couldn't make it uh, today. She uh, Somebody's got to go pay the bills. So, uh, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, you guys have a great rest of the day. Megan, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, thanks, thank uh, Chris and Oscar. Thanks for being a part of it. I love what it adds, the flavor it adds to it. So, we will uh, we'll see you all on the back side. Thanks for all that's listening, too. Can't do it without you. And, again, it's sponsored by us. Uh, but we want to thank uh, PNS. We want to thank Dinah Braid. And uh, we just uh, we love what we do. Take care, all. Happy detailing. Thanks for listening to the Rennie Doyle Podcast, brought to you by Detailing Success and PNS Double Black. Listen to new episodes weekly. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues.